What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe, joined here today by Gabriel. That's me. <laughs> and Robbie. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the flowing locks. I got a big, f- I got I got the flow going. He's yeah, floofy today. Different. I, got a, I got a big flow today. I don't yeah. know. I, I, got some, different, I got some new hair product that's a clay. Oh, uh, there's product the longer I'm a clay hair. guy. Okay. I'm a clay guy. Yeah, oh, dude, my hair without, I'd be curly, curly. Uh curly cue like over here what have we been using it's been pretty curly yeah it's while. been more of like uh what my it's the medium hold so, cremo i don't know if it's clay or i got that thickening yeah. stuff it's pretty much i had forming the cremo wax, forming you know, stuff yeah i can't do the wax forming cream that's, i think, what I think that's what yeah, mine that's is, what, is forming so it's more cream. of like a little thickening bit on it which i don't need thickening in my hair yeah. but it works <laughs> find, find something that works and roll with it yes god uh so we took last week off yeah. If you're watching this and you're uh, an avid listener or viewer on YouTube, you'll see that we didn't put out. Well, actually, on YouTube, we haven't put out anything in a couple weeks. A couple weeks. Well, I was here and I tried to podcast by myself, but <laughs> I couldn't figure out. How I was to make in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie was in Chicago. Gabe was Galavantic. I wasn't here Thursday. Unless you're watching a Cubs game. <laughs> Were you in Chicago? You went to Cincinnati. I was right? technically in Newport. We. We went. I don't know why we went up through Louisville and across the Cincinnati. It was the dumbest mm. decision. <laughs> Seventy-one. Yeah, we passed through Cincinnati. We were staying on the river in Newport. You could see the Reds Stadium from where yeah. we were. So it's pretty dope. Yeah, went to Hofbrew House. We were staying on the levee. If you know where Newport is, uh, Newport, Kentucky, we were actually on the levee. So Levy, 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 Stan Levy. I like Levy. <laughs> we were down there on the levee. <laughs> we're down there on the levee hanging out. It was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, but anywho, we were, uh, yeah, just the guys were enjoying some spring break time with some kiddos. Where were you, Joe? Uh, Friday, I was in Louisville. He's in Louisville. I was over in Louisville. I, I worked. Uh, I worked in the morning, and then we went to Blue Dog Bakery. Anybody in Louisville, Blue go dog. check it out. It was very Blue good. Dog. Uh, no. But uh, but yeah, it it kind of worked out because we we've been talking about doing a kind of spinoff episode around AI and you know obviously we cover Chromebooks and the Google ecosystem but Bard is going to be (laughs) uh, probably we don't know for sure it could just go away in a month I doubt it if the if the if the government starts regulating everything (laughs) that could change things obviously but we wanted to give our two cents on it and we uh, we've been following this obviously because we obviously love Chromebooks and we love the Google ecosystem, but we also love cloud computing. Yeah, and and obviously generative AI and all of this stuff is it's a disruptor. It, it like is is something a little different. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's clearly it's it's taking the world by storm. Like I knew when when something called Chat GPT. I mean the most clunky name I've ever heard. Not that Bard's great, but right. Chat GPT. I knew once, like normal people knew what Chat GPT was. Yeah, it was. This is a big deal, right? All of a sudden, and it was. I don't remember. Um, I should look that up. Google it up. uh, Google it up. up. But like, I remember. Bard it. Ask Bard. (laughs) What does GPT? It has to do with a generative AI stuff. Yeah, I feel like the T stands for Terminator. (laughs) Let's see. What does GPT stand for? We'll see if it's smart enough. I don't think that's right. So I watched this cool video about the uh, <laughs> there we go. The, that's uh, Omega Speedmaster yesterday. Oh, nice. Uh, what is the name of the guy? Watched he d- the used watch uh, YouTube channel. Watch something in company. Hmm. British guy. I don't know. Su- love watching his videos. Um, 
but he was making oh. his case as why the Speedmaster is the qu- is better yeah. than the Rolex. I forget uh, the cal- the new one with the um I think it's the Speedmaster that had that. Remember I was asking you about the the new movement in it, the caliber oh, 31 yeah, or something. Yeah, 38s. He talks about that in his video, yeah. but re- really cool story about back the, to so subtitle, that was Robbie Falls. That was watches on on watch. I think you could get. Unboxed. I think you could get into this video because <laughs> yeah. just because it talks about the the mechanisms. Yeah, the what I, does I, I dig like that. that GPT? This dude buried the lead so hard. Wow, <laughs> I went nice. through about ten paragraphs for. Oh wow, to this little seriously with the the the. He's, does he have video ads and ads everywhere? Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. lots of ads. Um, but what does chat B- GPT stand for? GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Okay. So, hmm. again, something that's that nerdy and that clunky as a name that all of a sudden everybody was talking about chat GPT. Yeah. I knew pretty early on. And what's funny, early on was like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, yeah it's not it's, been long. It's moved so fast. Right. Um, and, and everything is still continuing to move fast. Um in this space, but it's, it's a disruptive technology. And to be fair, we were kind of having a side conversation this morning, just about the idea that tech in general, when most people talk about tech, they're, they're going to talk about your cell phone, you know, earbuds, Earbuds. wearables, Mm -hmm. maybe some augmented reality, some VR cars, computers, uh, laptops, uh, desktops, gaming, like it kind of fits. Yeah. Yeah, I think cars cars are an emerging tech thing. Um, but most of those spaces, um, for better or worse, have kind of gotten a little stagnant. Um, it's not to say that companies aren't pushing into new things. It's just the the things that they're fixing now are the, the things that they couldn't fix earlier because they're hard problems to fix, but they're usually small problems. Mm-hmm. So, um, like them being able to put a folding telescopic lens in a phone, like that was a hard problem to fix mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily needed to make a great phone. But it's a cool add-on. Yeah. But is that enough to really drive consumer interest in a whole segment? Little bitty changes, like iterations, because that's where we are with smartphones. I mean, lay a bunch of slabs of smartphones out, and there's little tiny differences between them. And here's that corner these people cut, and here's the one these people cut. And Robbie, the iPhone is innovative in groundbreaking every year. (laughs) Yeah, the article I saw this morning (laughs) said... uh, if Apple doesn't put a 10x telephoto lens <laughs> in the iPhone 15, they might as well not make it. Which wow. tells you that they've they've iterated to the point where it's like that's the thing that people are clamoring right. about. Like, uh, right. what else can we need? What what, what, what else do we need it to do? We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, let's let it talk to satellites. Yeah. Like that was a huge portion of the last iPhone launch. Right. Like when you're out on a hike and get stranded. You know, yeah, like for the eight people yeah. that that's going to affect. Like, right. but that's what's happening, and that's what happens with tech as it iterates. Like. Now imagine a scenario where um, somebody comes out with the first set of AR glasses that are intuitive to use, yeah. completely wireless, don't look derpy, you know, yeah. and you can put them on just like and program them with your phone and it's going to talk wirelessly and yeah. the battery lasts all day. Like all of those things in a wearable where you can see overlays of stuff that actually works and is helpful. Mm-hmm. That would be a, th- the same type of thing. That would be something that is completely new and would regenerate some of this, like, oh, my God, that's the next thing. Because I think eventually that's something like what the, was going to happen. Like, we'll have something that is a wearable that's going to finally replace right. a lot of the things that we interact with on our smartphones. Uh, so, some people thought it was going to be a watch. I think that was foolish to even think uh, yeah. to begin with. But, you know, and foldable phones are fun. 
you know that, right. that creates a new uh, a new thing a new whole set of problems to solve and and for people to get excited about when those problems get solved it's just the the regular phone the laptop the chromebook you know uh, the tablet kind of solved most of it like they're pretty good like unless you're just the pickiest person in the world like these are great pieces of technology that you they're becoming commodity they can just go get them and yeah. so some of the tech sphere i think is just yearning for something to come and disrupt it yeah. and ai shows it's up done it, and yeah. it's done it and that's why there's this this huge buzz around it like people just want to know more what else can we do with it and it's going to have a massive effect on a lot of things, um, especially if it doesn't get regulated. Yeah, um, good and bad. I think there there are positives and negatives, but it's yeah, it's, and it's that's disruptive. The, yeah, sure. that's the thing. If you, if you've done any searching on it and you start to because like my Facebook, because of a lot of the reading that I've done on my Facebook, I get tons of ads for. There's already really good AI being implemented in like you know e-commerce and sales funnels and oh, uh, yeah. text and oh, yeah. just marketing and advertising Google does it a lot Google does it and it's good it's really really good and these are really really good things and the, these are going to be the areas where people really benefit from that stuff but the articles that you see when you out there are like you know chat what is that new one chaos gpt you know yeah. they're unleashing this on mankind that's scary and yes there is a potential for things to go crazy awry but this is where the conversations need to happen of, look, this is a really, really powerful tool that can have a lot of great benefit, but we have to figure out how to wrangle it in and be, be, be responsible with it. Right. Yeah. You know? just can't let people go willy nilly. Right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So, so we've got some notes here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of uh, uh, use this to help steer our conversation here. Um, and I want to... I, we should have included this in in our notes here, but but I don't but but I don't think we did. I'd have to yeah, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I was yes, reading through yeah. this section here. Right. Uh, generative AI. I'm sure people listening are like, wait, you have notes? Yeah, I have notes. We have notes today. I have notes yeah. today. We have an outline. Joe always we, has we have notes. An outline. Yeah, they just don't follow them. Yeah. <laughs> I, make the, I make the notes and he scribbles some stuff down. <laughs> That's right. Because it literally and, is like four bullet points yeah, of things to talk about. This we wanted to we wanted to kind of peel back the onion a little bit here and dig yeah. into some of the dangers and maybe some of the things uh, that that are surrounding generative AI privacy concerns it, it, all, all of these things so we, we wanted to kind of outline to, to help us with and that we'll, we'll define what generative ai is right the difference between so AI the that works <laughs> ai that works in like email and that's yeah so what is the AI. difference then in predictive ai and generative ai right. i think those are the two categories I, we should have done more research on that i don't know that i know the exact definition of predictive i think that's this type of stuff like you're typing your email in gmail and in it finishes the sentence for you yeah that's that's kind of predictive language model ai um and it's in a lots of different google products like it's not that stuff's not new yeah. um google's been using these little tidbits generative ai has has a different meaning i think we we actually wrote down a, yeah kind so of like a, a general definition yeah so it's here. a type of artificial intelligence that can create new content i think yeah, is like yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, a, that, that's like the biggest 
definition here is it's it's actually creating something. It's creating something new right, right. and original, uh, whether it's text, images, audio, whatever. Right. And it says by 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 doing this, uh, it, or it does this by learning from large uh, data sets of existing content. And you know we've talked about this a lot as far as how it's gonna maybe affect publishing and, and people yeah. like us who generate you know content online. Right. Right. These things have to pull from something, but then what if it's now? Oh, it's a chicken egg thing. Creating sure. its own stuff, you know. Right. So it's pulling from our data to create things, create but stuff. then now it's creating its own. Right, but stuff. from the other perspective of that, like we, we, everyone has their own narrative that that they have when they write and our voice that we write with. But we also function from a limited set of data. Not that AI doesn't have a limited set of data, but AI generally is probably going to have a much larger set of data. We've written articles where on the on in, on the back end we're like, oh, we missed that because we yeah. didn't know this, or right. I didn't know that, or whatever, or we missed, you know, this commit was five years old, and whatever. AI is going to generally have a larger data set, which means that it plausibly, possibly, probably could create more well-rounded content yeah. in and, some and cases. Based, as long as it's being based on factual content. Right. right. Like it's going to be better at, yeah. at parsing that data. That's yeah. the, that's why it's uh, that's its main thing, is it can take so much of this data and, and create something out of that much quicker than the human mind can. Right. So you have something like predictive AI that's Google that Google is leveraging and has been leveraging in their um, suite of products. Yeah, you know, consider the Pixel. Um, you know, and, and cameras have done this for a little while, but you know, it when it's going to take a picture of a scene, like how does it know how to expose that scene properly? How does it get it right so many times? And that's that's a learning model that's happened. It's a, a version of AI yeah. that it's helping it understand. Okay, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm doing. Tesla's do it. Yeah, um, it, it's taking in the surrounding and making a decision based on the information it has quickly, real fast. Um, the same thing with the the, the apps that it suggests. Mm-hmm. You know that that in your app drawer, or if you put them on your homepage, like those are predictive models that are algorithm algorithmically based, and you know, but it's it's a form of AI. That's not the same as generative AI because it's then, not going and making anything. Yeah, it's but, not generative AI would be. It knew when I picked my phone up, I probably wanted to go ahead and hit Twitter and scroll to XYZ, and it just did it for me. That's scary, but that's more what generative AI. It's, right. it's <laughs> taking the steps and creating a, a method of something versus just yeah. or offering you, up some suggestions. Or you picked up your phone and somehow interacted with <laughs> BART or ChatGPT and created a business plan. <laughs> you know, right. like, you know, created a new piece of artwork that you wanted to share for you know a birthday card you know right. it's generating these things that's, for a, that's a different version of what we're talking yeah about, so yeah so so and it, i think it's important to note as well that uh that there's some there's some aspects of this conversation that have maybe been influenced so we'll share we'll share more about that at the end yeah you gotta hang on gotta hang on uh so what so so what are some of the examples of of this type of uh generative ai i think the one that most people know about is chat gpt which is again crazy because who, who knew about right. OpenAI before ChatGPT? Like, yeah, because before yeah before ChatGPT came Elon on the scene, and everyone knew what it was. <laughs> Most uh, people probably uh, know. The uh, the other one we have on our list is it is it Doll or Dow? It's Dolly, I think. I think Dolly. I've, I've always heard it's Dolly, basically. Yeah, so that's an image creator, which I mean, it's that, crazy. That one was getting a little more public recognition, I think, in the in the techie circles before, obviously. And, and you saw people was. changing their their like avatars or their profile yeah. images to these kind of like it's an AI. Yeah, yeah, and like, people were like, but most of them ended up kind of looking the same. They had this like almost like sci-fi 
it looked. Yeah. What it looked like to me, they all looked like you know those like Instagram filters, like Kenny oh one hundred percent the like over. The, uh, it's like an overlay. It yeah. like almost does Cartoon like an illustration. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like an illustration of. I was your... like, that's all this looks like. So I honestly didn't even. I was like, I never yeah, even uh-huh. did it. But then yeah. that that evolved into what like mid journey is the big one now, mm-hmm. which some of the stuff it can make is insane looking. Mm-hmm. It, yep. It's still, some of it has a degree of not realness, but some of it, I, I created some, uh, some images some of smoking of, stuff. You yeah. Know, like, some, some meat, like very detailed described, make an image of this thing. And like, Andrew, who was our resident videographer, was like, "Oh my gosh, that photo what is awesome!" Shot, and I'm like, Great "Job, that is 100% AI generated." And now people are. This is where the cool. This is the cool side of it for me is that what a lot of people are doing, and you see, you got all these marketers out there going, "Oh, you know, make your own YouTube channel and do this and that." But what people do is they go to ChatGPT and they say describe to me a picture of this thing and they give it a detailed thing to describe a picture of and then take that description and put it into mid journey and then mid journey <laughs> creates so you have an ai generated photo and some of them are just yeah. mind-boggling i mean it's insane and the other one uh wavenet using ai to generate songs and audio oh wow you know like yeah. that's the, the one that's been going around the, the one, one jay-z. With, uh, jay-z oh my gosh it's so good <laughs> so good who is that that's doing that uh it's it's a bigger band was yeah. like a, a, a band that i know i can't remember who did it um and it was their kind of they're just doing it as an experiment I can't yeah remember who it was i can't uh, i'm blanking on it right now i but yeah it was shockingly good yeah um, and, and like there's been some of of um what would you call where, where, where you actually record the audio and then it changes your voice for you like but yeah or, yeah uh, like, yeah, I mean, like just an auto tune or whatever. Yeah, like doing these filters basically in yeah. audio that are, hey, I'm going to record this this verse and it's going to make me sound like Kanye. You know, like. Right. So I think that's a good segue into you know what are some of these dangers? What what are some of the what are some of the things about AI that could uh, cause some concerns? Get us sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I think we're obviously talking about content creation right now, whether it be photo or video or audio. Like the minute that AI, and again, we're talking about something that can parse massive sets of data. So there, there are human beings that can impersonate other human beings. Jay Farrow, who was on SNL for years, um, is one of the most brilliant. Like he can sound just like Jay Z. Like he could get on a mic, and you would not know it's not Jay Z. Like he sounds exactly like him, or Denzel Washington, or Chris Rock, or he he can impersonate a lot of people, and he can do it really, really convincingly. But it's taken him, I bet decades oh yeah oh yeah to hone this process because he's had to listen 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 content in content in content in to to hone the ability because he even has like with chris rock you know the the oh, kind yeah. of the grip fingers you know and all that kind of stuff like he in his face even kind of takes on so he's he's got the ability certain people do the ability to like hone in on all these mannerisms and the foot mm-hmm. the voicing and all that kind of stuff and they can almost take on that persona but that's taken him decades to do these these AI generated ones are doing basically the same thing. They're just parsing massive amounts of data, yeah, and then spitting out an output. They can do it in minutes, yeah, versus so a life, a lifetime. And so, so you've, you've that's probably, the problem. Yeah, now. you've probably heard of deep fakes. Um, yeah, it's and, been around and, forever. And, and and you know a lot of that up until now was all getting generated by humans and right. you know Going using through, using software but right but, but right. taking a lot of time frame by frame yeah. making sure the face lines yeah. up and if you're going to do a good deep fake like it, it was very very labor intensive yeah. i mean it took a lot of work to yeah. make these things yeah. 
there's that dude. Have you all seen the guy, uh, the Tom Cruise dude? That yeah, they do yeah, the deep fakes yeah. of Tom Cruise. Well, if you see the guy without Tom the deep fake on, he looks a lot like Tom Cruise, and he's a Tom Cruise impersonator. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he already has the mannerisms, he has the delivery, he already has the voice, and so that's still a lot of work to make it look as good as they make it. Yeah. Imagine something looking that good that takes no time. Yeah, look you at just go, uh, make you, this look like yeah, so and so. Go on Instagram. It's Brian. I think it's Morrison or something. But just look up Arnold Deepfakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell they're. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can tell they're not real. You can tell they're deepfakes, <laughs> but they are realistic enough that you're like, man. You would think that it took someone months of doing that, and it's not. He's got one that's like Uncle Rico from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, but yeah. it's Arnold's face, and it's Arnold's voice, yep. and if you weren't looking at it, you would think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. And, 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 and so, scary. Yeah, and so you've got, I'll just kind of go through the list of some of these here. You know, you've got deep fakes and synthetic media, so just newly right. created fake media, um, fake news and propaganda, obviously right. being able to uh, generate compelling stories that also are created with the knowledge of what gets people going right or like understanding the data set yeah that's that's very scary because all of a sudden so you take a divisive character like donald trump for instance and you get whichever party is wanting like the the far right or the far left that you know the far left wants to demonize him the far right wants to, to to weaponize him and they can deep fake his face saying whatever it is right. because well, now you can also deep fake his voice. Yeah. yeah. What becomes like, you know, valid stuff. Right. I mean, How do we it's know? Like we got Watergate tapes rolling around everywhere of people saying all sorts of things. And it's like, is that real or not? Yeah. How, how do you put any validity yeah. on anything? Yeah. And that's what the thing I saw on the news a couple of weeks ago. And this is, this is something that's already happening. And that that's the scary side of this is that there are people who are actively figuring out ways to do it, but there are people already who are creating deep fake audios of like college students and having them call home oh and say, Hey, you know, I need money. I need money. And they're getting checks. <clears throat> oh and my this gosh. whatever, or they're getting, you know, and it's yeah. like, that's the problem. Not. And, and that's the thing we can't, we can't look at this and say, Oh, you know, AI is, it's the evil or whatever. This happens with everything. Right, it right. doesn't Scammers matter what it scam. is. This is just, this is a prime opportunity. And that's why, I mean, it's, yeah, you unfortunately, have, it just is what it you is. You have to be, uh, especially now, diligent. V- so very, diligent. yeah, diligent and critical of anything that you're consuming. Again, and I, I go back to these books that I, I've talked about multiple times. <laughs> I, I was waiting. How long so did it take? Freaky. It took him 22 minutes. It's so <laughs> I knew it was coming. Like, I'm, I'm in the middle of another <laughs> book right now, and I'm so tempted to put it down and just pick these books back up and read them again now. Because yeah. I think the, With the perspective, I think it's going to yeah. be like really scary. But in the I want to say it was a third book. So things have gone. It's it's way kind of in the future. Uh, but something similar happens like in society kind of the, the Internet fails, basically. Yeah. So it's not that it goes away. It's just everyone completely loses all trust whatsoever in the Internet in general. So the open web has become this place that no one can tell what's real and what's not. So everyone just kind of gives up on the entirety of all yeah. of it. Um, and if we're not careful... Yeah. We will find ourselves in that kind of situation. Yeah. We will we will be quickly, quickly escorted into a future where there is no way to know for sure what's real and what's not. And for most people, it's just going to be a, as far as when it comes to factual news, I'll, I'll go there for entertainment. But when it comes to news, I can't trust any of this stuff anymore. So 
I'm Which is funny because, the baby I mean, let's water. be honest, most news you can't trust anyway. This is just going to be different. I mean, oh, yeah. I, this is going to change, could change the landscape of how we consume everything. Oh, yeah, anything I, digital. Yeah, and I, I think mean, there's there's yep. some there's some ethical considerations we'll get to after the break, but yeah, like there's there's definitely um just as a society, there's things that we're gonna have to figure out. And I think that's why you see so many um folks and even people involved in this industry saying, Hey, we we maybe need to pump the brakes a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta be careful. Because um, it's not so much like, oh God, AI is gonna take over the world and kill us all. Like right. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we're not there. I yeah. mean, like that chaos GPT, like they set it loose and was like, okay, go and, you know, figure out a way to get your hands on nukes and, and do the whole thing. And it it was so laughably far from even yeah. having the capability. Yep. Because you got to remember, these are language models. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, what they're capable of doing is creating some content. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't create, well, I will say, you can start World War Three with some creative content you can yeah um you, you get the wrong people thinking the wrong people said the wrong thing and and, and cre- incite enough agitation you yeah can, but you it's can, not going and hacking nuclear codes exactly. and buttons yeah and that's what I people mean, are yeah, kind of scared whatever. of yeah. yeah people are scared of that kind of <laughs> but stuff. yeah terminator and there's there was a guy who a self-proclaimed novice developer or code or whatever uh chat gpt create now now to clarify there's chat gpt that's free that's open to the public yeah. that only has access up to stuff that's up to 2021 then there's chat gpt4 which is the paid version and you have to be on a wait list that's the one that can give you real-time data there there's a big difference i was looking at the numbers between chat gpt4 and chat gpt3 it's the the whatever term they use it's in the billions larger data the data set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. anyway this and guy what that's what bing is using yeah mm-hmm. yes four. yeah but this guy created a malicious code that was able to hack like people's computers yeah chat because chat chat gpt is literally just doing whatever you prompt it to do and if yeah. it has access to the data that you're needing to create what we've done it here not we've not done that we've created, <laughs> we've created sorry guys no, 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 no. sorry we created the first chromebook yeah. virus <laughs> we, we've created you know html oh God, landing please, no one do that no, yeah please, html no. landing pages javascript things like that it will do that because that data is available out right. there and it can parse it and uh compile it faster than any human brain can because i don't know php robbie knows a little bit but i mean not like that not 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 like that you know and even though i know how to google it and find it doesn't mean i know how to apply it it does it's just it's hours and hours and hours of research and work and failure and i think it's it's careers it's 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 lifetime of of learning for humans that can be done in minutes and that's where so 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 the last two on the list here were cyber attacks and job losses so so you've got not only this ability for it to figure out software and things that are out on the web the information that's available it can use those to create cyber attacks but then also it has the ability to learn and take a job that used to take humans this all of this time to do it can figure it out yeah i i would imagine instantly there are quite a few, especially front end uh, developers. There, it's, yeah. just, it's a it's a dual edged sword. Like there's there's part of it that's like, oh god, you know, now some, anybody can ask this stuff. We've done some stuff where we've asked it to give us some code and stuff. It's not like it it can build the website for you necessarily. Right. You still got to have a little bit of technical understanding of where to put the stuff. You know, it's like um, having a, a video of a great recipe or something. Like you still got to 
like I can watch a good recipe video and you could watch a good recipe video. I would almost guarantee you the food that you make will be better than the food that I end up making. Cause yep. th- there's still the knowledge base of mm-hmm. how to put the pieces together properly. Yeah. Um, and so like developers could be looking at it going, I'll be able to get my job done. 10 times faster right yeah. knowledgeable ones that, well, and, uh, and there's all the all the naysayers talking you know they're coming for your jobs and all that stuff and the fact of the matter is is that it very well may replace the way we do a lot of things yeah. sure but just like when web design became what it is right now compared to what it used to be sure web dev blew up because right. people that knew how to do html and css and PA and job and all that right there was a huge call for them and there still is but now Look at the amount of jobs that will be created by pe- companies saying, "Hey, we need someone who knows how to prompt Chat G- prompt AI right. to create these tools that we're For, doing." Yeah, because so. you look at a thousand companies, and nine hundred of them were like, "We don't have the resources to go build an app." Right. Well, now all of them say, "Well, yeah, it's it's easier to build an app now." We still want a developer yeah. that knows what they're doing with it and how to get it on the Play right, Store, how I, to get it in the App Store. Yeah, but you know. So now there's 900 more jobs than there were right. out of that yeah. thousand. Because that's something I, I've never built an Android app, but I sat down with ChatGPT and using Android Studio built a basic fidget spinner app for my phone and tested it and it worked. Yeah. Right. So now, I mean, but in order for it's me like, to create yeah, one, <laughs> well, right. But in order, for me, yeah, in order for me to create a well-honed, beautiful app, right. still I still need to, need to know shit. what to tell yeah. ChatGPT to right. do, so and then you have to deploy it and yeah. all that other stuff. Yeah, right. it, it, it's it's this thing of you know, it, automation. We've been talking about this for years. It, you know, with with g- just general automation in manufacturing and other things. Like, it's 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 getting rid of the. Uh, kind of mindless, repetitive jobs, sure. and allowing hopefully humans to then go tackle the more creative right. and, and, and and jobs that are more of a value to society. Right. And to be fair, like WordPress, that's forty percent of the internet at this point. Does a lot of that for you, right? Yeah. We're moving blocks around in WordPress. Yeah. Like yeah. it's creating the code. Yeah. It's coding yeah. that for us, right? You know, and so like it's it's the same thing. It's just kind of on steroids. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're going to take a quick break for an ad. But we're going to come back. We're going to talk through. Um, kind of how we can mitigate some of these dangers and then maybe talk about some of the some of the benefits of all of this you know we've talked about a lot of the scary stuff up until now but let's talk about how some of this could be good and we kind of hinted at some of it there but yeah. uh and then we'll kind of wrap up with some ethical things that we need to be thinking about to leave you to leave you uh uh with a little little thought little yeah. little, little something to think about on the way out all right we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. Um, <laughs> did something change? I feel like, I feel like, different. I feel like something's different here. I ah, I, I moved my water bottle. There it is. That's what it is. There it is. Gabe said that he started a uh, generative AI company, and he left. Yeah. And he said that he he's done. To, he sold to some CD characters. <laughs> We started talking about ethics. We like, started talking about ethics, and he said, "I can't be a part of this conversation." I gotta go. I gotta go. So I don't. 
I don't know. I don't I'll know. Tell you. Uh, let's kind of go through a couple of these because uh, you know we talked through the scariness of all of this, and sure. and yeah, there there is some scariness. Let's first kind of talk through some of the, the these these dangers that we do have. How can we mitigate some of them? So, I think with with fake news and propaganda, you always need to be. I mean, you should do this anyway. Like Gabe said, I mean, <laughs> there's news outlets out there that have an agenda, and uh, you should always, uh, you know. Uh, fact check and and try to be um you know uh a responsible consumer of any news or information yeah out there. And, and being diligent to i don't know and not get sucked into the news cycles too that just oh yeah it's doom and gloom all the time everything's yeah. terrible like you know it's it's uh, it, you have to be an adult about some of this stuff and realize yeah. that you you, you got to take some of this stuff at stride and <laughs> if not you're gonna go crazy and 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 i th- yeah life's and I th- a nightmare and honestly. i think part of Part of all of this is 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 just being, uh, especially now with AI, just being a little skeptical. Not maybe not even skeptical, just being uh, thoughtful and mindful of the things that you're consuming. Like yeah. especially with the deep fakes and things like that. Like, this whole Pope photo, you know, I mean, had the internet like going crazy. <laughs> yeah, the Pope in the big the big puffy jacket. The pope in the big puffy jacket. Because at first people were like, "Wow, he shouldn't be wearing that kind of stuff." Like, yeah. And again, it's one of those things. When I first saw it, my my mind immediately went to that's an AI. Oh yeah, photo. I immediately like yeah. That that's so far out of the norm for what he would do. Right. So that seems weird. I'm going to approach this with a skeptical mind. And, yeah. And I think more and more people are going to have to just do that um, until some regulations are put in place. And I I don't even understand how that can work. I I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, we can't. We haven't figured out how to regulate just. The regular fake news stuff. So the stuff that humans are generating that is absolutely fake, that is not true. Yep, one hundred percent. Like uh, a guy I know, I I saw this this ad that was really convincing. It was this this product, and they and they'll do it for all sorts of products. And it was on Shark Tank, you know, and yeah. it, it, it does this and da da da. And I was kind of reading. I'm like, really? This doesn't seem like something would be on Shark Tank. And I, you know, finally got into the article, and I'm like. This is complete. This is all scam stuff. Like this was never on Shark Tank. Wow. And it's it's made. You know, they have some fake photos and they figured out some stuff and and it was a completely different product that he was talking about. And and I was like, did you read for, for sure? I was like, because I saw this the other day and apparently this happens all the time. People are creating <laughs> well, these whole thing, this narrative about it being on Shark Tank and it's been funded by these guys and a lot of this stuff because that's all it takes to get people to go. Well, if oh, they saw yeah. it and they like it, it's got to be okay. Um, and so that it's just going to be that times a hundred, you yeah. know, cause it's easier now to, to make really compelling videos and photos and audio that yeah. can fool you. Yeah. Um, and so again, I, I don't know how we regulate it. I'm, no. I'm not sure. Uh, but no. I think maybe some sort of sign of a, uh, there, there, like a key or something that can be generated to say like, this is human generated mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Maybe um, could be and, as simple as that. I, I think regardless of whatever it is. I think that it's important that we talk about it and think about this. Yeah. <laughs> like right now it's all just happening and going gangbusters. And yeah. cause until it gets reg- regulated, like it, and even after it gets regulated, like let's yeah. not, let's not act like people aren't going to copy. I mean, some students at Harvard copied chat GPT three for like $600 or something. Yeah. So they already had it. So that to act like this, that you know, Pandora's box is opened, right? It's too late. It's out because um, even if they're like shut it all down right now, you don't think that it's floating around somewhere that someone's not going to get their hands on it. And then it's only people that 
want to use it for negative purposes. Yeah. And so it's like uh, we have to figure out some way to regulate it. And the people that are smart enough to have built it hopefully can start to work on ways to to properly regulate this thing uh, so that it doesn't completely go out of control. Yeah, and I think um, I think on, on the like job loss side of things um, – I mean, as 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 hard as it might be for somebody to pivot their career after they've invested a lot of time into this this particular industry, like people losing their jobs over this is is gonna it's gonna suck. Yep. <laughs> There's no way around it. But hopefully, in in the end, we kind of level up, right? And we we right. have more jobs that are adding value and doing things. You know, Elon has always said that about you know uh, advanced manufacturing and, and automating right. in in you know car manufacturing and, and everything. Those people that were sitting there doing that job that don't have to do that anymore should now be able to go work on more creative endeavors and more value add things that right. they can do for society. So, I think you know always uh, being able to to pivot is important. But saying that to somebody who just lost their job that does yeah. something that AI just replaces is probably not going to help them feel very good. But no, that's, that is. part's just going to be what it is, and that's just the the nature of technology and and. You know, industry moving forward. I mean, it's just going to happen, um, and it's going to happen with this. Um, yeah. You know, we don't know how it's going to affect us. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we've we're having these conversations too. It. Yeah, of of how how it might have an effect, um, and it could. We just have to kind of wait and see. And if it does, we have to do the same thing. We got to yeah. figure it out and pivot and move to something else. Yeah. So let's talk about <laughs> a few of the kind of big picture benefits of generative AI. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think there are a lot, and so it's it's this dual-edged thing, you know, like, it's not all doom and gloom. Otherwise, it'd be like, why are we doing this? Right. If it's only going to bring pain, suffering, and awfulness, yeah. like, who cares if it's cool? Like, shut it down now. Like, this yeah. is not worth being out in, in, in the open. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. I don't know if we have anything. Yeah. So uh, I think our, in I, our notes, but I, off the top of my head, like this morning I, I was like, eh, I'm going to try this. You know, I, I wrote a post and I was like, you know what, after I publish, I'm going to feed this post into chat GPT and I'm going to ask it to give me a more SEO rich title for this. And so there, there's a whole art to building SEO rich titles so that people keywords. can find it. I mean, right, that's what you're trying to do. You know, you're swimming in a, the land of billions of websites. The, the the better formed your titles are, the better formed your URL and all that kind of stuff helps it rise to the top mm -hmm. so people see it. Um, and I thought it was a really helpful article that I don't want it to get buried. So I'm like, cool, I'll let it change it and see what it comes up with. And it was a variation of the, what the title was already, but slightly different enough that I looked at it and I was like, I like Ooh, that. Yeah. I like how uh -huh. concise that is. So change that. And then the, you know, the doc title that shows up actually in search uh, has to be 60 characters or less. And so I was like, okay, well, give me the same thing, but 60 characters or less. It gave me five or six. I picked one I liked and I, I tweaked them a little bit, but, and, you know, I haven't looked to see how that article's doing today, yeah. but that type of stuff, those yeah. are the types of things where we can go, okay, yes, we can look at SEMrush. We can look at all sorts. There are tools at our disposal to look at for but SEO. They're complex. They're complex and, and they're time consuming. Yeah. And, and so it's like, uh, do I do that? Or do I write another post? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, so how do I balance my time yeah. with this? If I can let AI parse all of that data and go, boom, here are your answers. Wouldn't that make a lot more sense than sitting down and trying to formulate all this stuff on my own just because I want to be hard-headed and do yeah. it myself. So that that's 
kind of the, all you let your mind roam with all the types of those types of tasks that AI can just kind of deal with. And, now. and Gabe mentioned it with some of um, some of these uh, folks that he and I both follow. Some of these business folks that are using it in Excel. Oh yeah. Um, right. Think about a company who has these you know, massive reports, right? Or these massive Excel spreadsheets that they have to go through and parse this data and try to, you know, there's algorithms and things you can run in Excel to help you, you know, parse data and figure out how a company's doing or whether you should be doing this or doing that instead. Right. Now you can let AI analyze all of that data and give you that report and put it in layman's terms that you can then go to a board meeting and say, here's, here's what, here's what, here's where we're at. And now you take that time that you would have spent doing that and go do something else more right. productive for your company and, or, you know, for yourself or whatever. And then think about, um, think about, um, you know, drugs and healthcare. Um, we've seen oh it gosh. already with... Yeah, and AI has been used in healthcare yeah, for a so while. Yeah, so the one, the one, it was an NPR story several years ago, at least two years ago, that was about um, screening for lung cancer. Oh, yeah. And how they were able to create this, this machine learning model that they fed all of these images um, and, you know, through its understanding of the data was then able to pick out, uh, you know, the images with lung cancer better than a clinician could. Right. There's, there's always like, I, was, I forget the, um, I forget the other podcast I was listening to uh, where they were talking about, but then AI starts finding uh, uh, correlations that aren't, this that aren't lung cancer or whatever in this right. example so then it starts spitting out like incorrect results but then that's where the clinician is still like saving time they're still able to go back and review that and be like okay no like this is actually right. what that is but thank you for finding that other little random blemish that wasn't this right whatever um and then and then developing drugs and yeah. analyzing dna and all of these things that take a lot of time yeah when you start talking about data sets and time like yeah. that, those are the types of like lawyers, attorneys, you know, like, uh, like all the, the cases that they have to parse. Imagine being able to say, go to this, this, uh, ruling, analyze that ruling. Tell me how it applies to this case that I now have. And then, Just yeah, you a week's worth of work. You still are able to analyze that and see, you know, what You're it's still said. creating the argument. Yeah. You still have to think about it. Right. And uh, I forget, I think it was John Oliver who said, it's not like there's not going to be lawyers anymore. There's just going to be lawyers who use AI yeah. and those who don't. who don't. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and those are positive use cases. Right. Like the, the benefit of your attorney <laughs> isn't necessarily the ability to go sit and study no. case law for hours on end. It's for them to interpret it and then Make form an argument based on what they had. Exactly. And, and so if you take out all the time it takes for them to just, just, I mean, we're humans. So to read it, understand it and then add it to something like that was a value for a long time that that skill won't be as much of a value the skill will be being able to take the 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 end of that that particular amount of work and take that result and now you still have to do the rest of the job right but now instead of it taking you this long to do it it takes you a very small amount of and, time uh, and now you can just do you can argue more cases right and for them it's good and for you it's good because their time is very valuable and <laughs> If you've ever had to go hire a lawyer, you know it's not cheap. Right. So if they don't have to spend as much time right. to form that opinion for you, you've now saved money. Yep. Uh, I think the other thing uh, that we've got here, and I, this one, I, this one I'm not sure of. Bard was originally created to to create poetry. Yeah. Um. So you've got poetry, literature, art, 
artwork, you know, uh, music being now generated through AI. Yeah. Um, I guess if it's still entertaining and pleasing to people, does it matter? Yeah. If it that, was AI generated? That one's weird for me. That part gets weird because it's no different than us saying like, well, then it should be fine for us to let we'll just AI let, just write our article. Write all of our stuff. It doesn't matter. There's personality. Um, there's like, and, and part of art for me is like the experience and the... Um, the emotion that especially like watching a live performance i sure. guess for, for me being a musician that's that's kind of where i come at this yeah. and so if you lose that and it's just generated ai and it's just doing it for our pleasure yeah it loses something entertainment it loses something um, for sure I don't know, but i think you know word. ai can help help with ideas it can help mm. help spur on uh, creativity or what about structuring a song or something yeah and, like, and you're just like hey I'm almost collaborating like, with this what what are your thoughts and let it and it's no different than what a producer does yeah. so like it, you're foolish to think that an artist uh, pick any artist uh, taylor swift taylor swift yeah. you're, you're foolish to think that she wakes up in the middle of the night and writes a song and then goes and calls all the shots and has it all produced now she's yeah. been doing it long enough she yeah. probably she, does a yeah, lot of it yeah, yeah. um yeah. but there are producers she's maybe not a great example <laughs> yeah, but there are producers yeah. still that she oh, will yeah. work with yeah. like she's done it long enough to realize there's benefit in letting other people hear it and go uh, what, about about what, what about this what if we did that verse again here and yeah. what if we added this little thing over yeah. here and maybe take out the baseline there and add you know and and maybe on the on that verse right there instead of going up that pitch here go down instead mm-hmm. you know like like that that produces this there's this collaborative thing that happens that's magic with yeah. with and I, I can only speak to that because i've done that uh from a music standpoint but i'm sure it it probably helps with other art forms as well sure. like there's collaboration that helps uh kind of spur ingenuity and creativity mm-hmm. and so you know what if ai could step in in that kind of role yeah. so like you could hear what it would sound like what if i did this in this style and you just hear it instead of having to like think, yeah. like, oh, what would that sound like yeah. if it and was then a, try to try to play it or whatever? Yeah, right. And if if uh, is that what's this sound like as a shuffle, and it can just yeah. play back what you just yeah. were recording, right. but now it's in a different style, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like those kind of things could be really yeah. awesome because that's true. Yeah, it, it allows you to spur creativity. Um, the part of it where it just does all of it itself, I think, hopefully, never becomes a thing that replaces uh, true human artwork. art because yeah. they're. There's just a human element in in, in artwork, uh, yeah. whether it's music or painting or, or, or drawings or murals yeah. or sculptures or what. Like, there's just something about the human doing those things yeah. that connects good art. Yeah. I should say uh, that connects on a deeper level. And again, it's um, the story and the emotion around it, and and yeah. you know, knowing that another human created that is 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 something powerful and can can bring people together and right. and you know, uh, uh, really be a powerful thing. So I, yeah, I, I hope that that <laughs> never gets fully replaced. I don't think it will, but yeah. but maybe. Um, okay, so that's kind of some of the benefits. Uh, let's kind of end on here some of the, kind of the ethical things that we all need to be thinking about. And I think the the one that I hadn't thought about as much is the ability for this to invade people's privacy, um, whether that's yeah. through deep fakes or whether that's through impersonating someone or... Like what Gabe was saying, you know, these impersonating college students' right, voice. Like, that like, is... Because I, I think those so, are so, invasive things. Yeah, so often we think. Well, I think this is maybe mean, maybe just not thinking through it all the way. But like, I think about privacy. And I think about like my data, like my stuff. You right. know, right. not necessarily this thing then being able to impersonate me or right. 
call the bank and say that they well, and, need and this or that or whatever, always, you know? People always think of hacks are always this digital, uh, highly sophisticated yeah. thing where somebody's sitting behind a right, computer and right, right, the hoodie right. on, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot yeah. hacking into my stuff. And if you watch Mr. Robot, by the way, fantastic show, uh, a lot of his hacks, and he talks, they talk about it in that show, like a lot of those are social, mm-hmm. uh, uh, social engineering, like social hacks um, that you, you can't just hack through the thing. Like encryption's too tough. Like this stuff is too much to get through. You need you gotta, to. You got to get. You got to schmooze. Some you got to trick somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Old school. You got to scam yep. them. You yep. know. We call it scamming back in the day. Now it's you know they they got hacked. But yeah. whatever. It's all the same thing. You have to trick someone into giving you the information you need in some way, shape, or form to get past that one wall. That now your technical expertise can go do some stuff. Uh, you can plant malware or whatever yeah. that kind of stuff. That, right. And but you need to get in the in the door first. And so. Um, AI makes some of that stuff a lot easier, unfortunately, because you can trick people easier with it. Um, and as much as, you know, we want to talk about the good stuff, like that's, that's a scary reality. And, you know, and how do you tell people to, you know, if a phone call is coming from the number of someone that you know or care about and they say, I really need money, you know, and I'm struggling at school and they're 600 miles away from you. And can you just send a check for a couple thousand bucks? It'll get me through the rest of the semester what parents not going to just do that? Like you're just going to do it. And that's scary. Now, granted there's some social hacking and engineering that would have to happen there because that check's going to come to this person. It's made out to that person to take it to a bank and sign for it as a different person. Like hopefully the bank would check the ID. Yeah. Um, or like even if you're sending it via square cash or whatever, it's all tied to somebody's number and their account. Yeah. So how are they getting it deposited and all that stuff? Like there's still other pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's easier ways to scam people than, than there were before. And it's just going to get easier, uh, unfortunately with some of this stuff. And I, again, I don't know how they can mitigate that stuff. Um, yeah, I I just don't know how, (laughs) Uh, because a, a properly motivated person, um, to scam someone. So if, if they knew somebody maybe that has, um, that's going to a Ivy league school and has parents that have, you know, that are wealthy and they're going for like a $10,000, $15,000 kind of thing. Like, Hey, I need some money to get through the semester and this is what it takes kind of thing. Well, properly motivated, you can go find an impression artist that can go befriend this person and get their voice down and make that phone call. Like, so you could do the same thing without AI. It just becomes easier. Yep. So, um, you know, the, that's the scary part is that, you know, used to some of these scams that needed proper motivation to, to be pulled off, get pulled off a little bit simpler. Um, and that's it, but you couldn't, you couldn't navigate the fact that those scams were happening prior to this. Right. So how are we going yeah. to mitigate them now? I have yeah. no idea. I don't, yeah. I don't know that you can, but I think it's something we need to think about. Yep. We just uh, need to know, like, yeah. uh, be wary. Yeah. Like you might want to call that person back. And the next one here, the next one here is 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 bias in the information in the in in the information that is being generated from generated generative AI. Yeah, because it's pulling from data sets that could have false information or could have bias in them, or could have stereotype, or yeah. could have bigotry, it, and or... it's and it's part of some of these models that have went oh, yeah. full blown, you know, They're racist, full blown racist, like you pretty know. quick. <laughs> you know, do they become homophobic? They, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, like because it's picking up on what it, the data set. It's just like it becomes what it feeds on, and so it's you know, AI is the ultimate "you are what you eat" situation, yep. and and so you know we have to 
also figure that part out. Like how do we how do we ethically make sure that these things are feeding on data models? And who gets to decide that? Who gets to decide which parts of the internet are the the quote unquote right parts? Yep. Um, no idea. That's a no idea. It's it's no different than being a, a parent almost in that respect. Like I want my kids to be exposed to stuff that's true, but I'm having a hard time discerning most of that myself because yeah. I watch news and I'm like, you're you're clearly left wing bias and you're clearly right wing bias and yeah. you clearly want certain things to happen. And so I'm like, what am I supposed to tell my kids? I don't know. <laughs> and so it's the you same to, thing. Now you got to say, who's who's to determine this? Right. You have to you have to teach them maybe to discern try, information try and to how discern to themselves right and that's how so. to uh, figure things out and again that's like we keep coming back to this whole thing of being skeptical and being and, and, um, and maybe maybe there is a future where there are like ai is is learning right mm-hmm. so it's figuring stuff out it's not just regurgitating it's not just taking this and then siphoning out information it's part of it is that it's actually learning some things. Right. It's, it's, it's figuring stuff out. It, you can tell it to imagine things and it, it's doing some of those things. So if that's the case, perhaps AI helps us solve this problem. Like help us, help us to, uh, find a solution so that we can let you cut you loose a little bit. Um, how are you going to decide what's right and what's wrong? How yep. you decide what's true and what's not true. Um, and, who knows? Maybe yeah. on the flip side of this, we're scared that it's going to be biased and stuff because it's been fed biased information. Maybe it can figure out a way to do what I just said I don't know how to do, sure. which is parse what stuff is actually real. Like Google has tried to do this with Google News. Like sure. here's a news whole, story. I mean, here's 10 other sources. Even even so now, f- Facebook and Twitter, you know, with misinformation and right, all let's, that. Yeah. Let's try to do this. Well, what if it can do that times right. 100? Like it's doing everything else. Right. Let's put that on steroids and maybe it can become smart enough to realize like, huh, I, I see the bias in that and I see the bias in that. The truth of in the center of this is actually this thing. Right. Uh, and then it becomes a news source that's more true than right than other news sources because it has figured out how to get past the BS that humans put out. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's uh, uh, removing the emotion. Yeah, and, it doesn't care. And it's the, yeah, ones and zeros. Do that. Yeah. It, the. Uh, the as you said the bull crap that's in the that's in you know some of the stuff that we put out as human beings because again we have an agenda and we have things that we're trying to get done right. and this thing could maybe help us analyze that and again ai being able to analyze and parse data is going to be a way that it will help us evolve and be right. better thinkers and 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 have better information at our fingertips now, um, think about that for a second think about one story like that that has been spun i mean you literally turn on the news right now probably whatever's on there is probably being spun in one way or another and so if you were able to take that that headline and then run that through generative ai and say find every single version of this story on the internet and on television out there find all of it tell me what you think the truth of what, that what is. does it actually mean yeah. yeah what's the truth behind this yeah from if you take it from both sides and mix it all together and every bit of information you can find on this topic what's what's actually true what's actually happening based on what you can find yeah um and if, and be... if it could start doing that on a regular basis then instead of it being like oh god it's going to make us more biased it could help us you know get rid of all the muddiness and maybe you know diffuse something out that's, yeah. that's worth something yeah, yeah that's true that's yeah. i don't know that's yeah. me being hope being hopeful yeah. about it <laughs> right yeah the one other the one other kind of piece here that i want to hit on is accountability so if someone uses generative ai to create a deep fake or create misinformation 
are they responsible do we is that person who told chat gpt to create yeah. this thing are they responsible yeah, I, I think i think, I think so, that's probably. part of it and maybe part of that accountability is like you hit the words in it right there you have an account mm -hmm. um there's an account based on you know we think of accounts like it's my google account mm -hmm. but the word account yeah what it means is that you're you're accountable like that thing is tied to you and so like you can't generate anything from chat gpt without an account yep. that is tied to some pretty secure things and so if that thing gets out and this stuff is publicly available you you made that if the if the pope and the vatican said we want to litigate that photo that went out yep they can find defamation. the person that created that it's character defamation yeah. i want i want to sue them yeah um yeah and it's easy it, yeah. it's become easy now to find it not right. it can't be hidden under multiple layers yeah. like and i know that gets into privacy and all that kind of stuff but you know if we're going to have to navigate some of this stuff like some of those privacies like you you shouldn't have the right to go i don't think to go and and defame someone's character with with ai right and not and be anonymous doing it uh now i'm not saying that people won't figure out ways to do that that that's the internet I'm sure there's uh um, yeah. you know but, somebody already doing it <laughs> but in general for for lay people for yeah. most people um if if they knew that there's an accountability like i can't just go make something and throw it on the internet it's it's going to have a digital signature that's tied back to me yeah. and if push comes to shove it will be tied back to me right. um it's no different than like you know criminals trying not to leave a paper trail and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff like there are accounts that have to tie you to that action that you took um you know i think that has to be part of it it's no yeah. different than a you know people that are in the sex trade and they have you know uh child pornography rings and all this kind of stuff you know, they're doing all they can to not tie that back to them, but there's all these digital trails that get left and yep. people get caught because of it. Yep. Like this needs to be very clear. Like it will be tied to your account. Like there's no way to generate stuff from this thing without an account that you're tied to. Yep. Um, and it, I think it's, it's, it's a powerful enough tool. Like it's, it can't be a new account. Like if you create a new Google account and you, that's the, what you use to, to generate your AI thing that mm -hmm. you just went and made, you don't get to you don't get to generate that kind of stuff until you've held this account or like the, yeah. the account has to be a deeper level yeah. thing than some random you know Robbie Payne one two three four five six at yep. gmail dot com like and that's for other people to figure out mm -hmm. and, and, and account level people to figure out um, but I just don't think you can just go let anyone create an account and and be like well they're accountable eh, not really because they'll just delete that account they don't care about it. So that that needs to be a real account, like some sort of thing that's you make it once and it's tied to your driver's license mm -hmm. or your social security number or something. You know, like it's tied to something that is you through and through. Hmm. And yeah. And and until you have that, you can't go just making whatever you want willy nilly on on AI. And then once it's accountable to you, now it's most people, yes, there will always be a way around. There will always be a way to game the system, but for most people that would be enough. To deter like it's misinformation no, or deep fakes or whatever. law abiding mm -hmm. thing. Like mm -hmm. people, generally speaking, most people abide by the laws because they don't want to get in trouble. And even if they had a, a, a tinge of going, hmm, maybe I could, the thought that, oh, that could, I don't know how to cover my tracks well enough to get away with that. Yeah. Forget it. Right. You know, and, and that's why laws exist like right. to deter that kind of stuff. Yep. And so if those types of things were in place, I think it would yeah. help deter the vast majority of people from yeah. doing these types of things. And I think like, again, in general, we're not saying we're experts at any of this. We're absolutely not. We're, we are. We are. I'm uh, just sitting here off the cuff. Yeah, we thinking, are. We yeah. are. You know, having a conversation about this and, and kind of thinking through it. And I think, I think 
especially some of these ethical considerations are things that we need to be talking about. Yeah. There, there, this is an incredibly exciting time in tech for, for the reasons you said in the open, because this is a new disruptive thing that is, it's exciting. Yeah. It's something new that we haven't seen and the fun Ever. part, the fun part about it right now is that you know a lot of a lot of the innovations that are catching people's attention are software driven, right? Which means you don't right. have to go spend money and go buy a new thing right. to go start like delving into what's happening. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a proponent of like I think software is more important than hardware. People can fight over that kind of stuff, but I think eventually hardware gets to a point where it's you it, get it's peak commodity. Hardware. Yeah, you know, you've peaked out. But software just keeps moving, and yeah. and what happens is software moves to another place, and then the hardware has to adjust kind of keep to up. it. Right. But the cloud changes that too, mm-hmm. and so that's why I love cloud computing too, right. because it democratizes a lot of this stuff. So this new thing happens. Well, ChatGPT is doing its stuff on their servers, not on your computer. So right. you don't need to go buy a five thousand dollar monster computer to use ChatGPT. It's happening on their servers. It's cloud computing. So and it's instant. Yeah. For the most part, <laughs> it thinks for you just go a to moment. The URL and do the thing yeah. and let it do its thing. Yeah, some of you may have seen this coming, but this outline, this not a script because we didn't follow it exactly, no, but this script. outline for today was generated with Bard. Yeah, so Google's so, generative AI. So this is this is a way that we think we might leverage something like this to. Sure. Again, it's giving us it's cutting down on some of the research time. It's cutting down on some of the basics of getting a podcast together for us or maybe a video or maybe a concept for a, right. uh, an article. We're using this AI to help um, do some of the research for us and help us outline and, and, and gather thoughts almost. We right. still sat and had a conversation about it. Sure. Um, it helped us kind of... But it helped to put the thoughts together like because we just knew we wanted to talk about this. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let's prompt it. It was yeah. actually Kenny that came yeah. up with the idea. He was like, well, you should do that. And I was like, well, let's just see what it spits yeah. out. And, so and, it said, was, and it was great. Yeah. You, you had to ask it a few questions, right? So you started so with... I said, will you uh, create a, um, a general guideline or uh, outline for a podcast about generative AI? Yeah. I said, sure. And it popped out a bunch of stuff and it was really boilerplate, kind of boring stuff. It's like, eh, how about the dangers of generative AI? Yeah. And then it kind of got us closer mm-hmm. to this. And then I had to ask it. So it, it posed all these questions. And and like, well, I don't have said, answers. To, well, I mean, I kind of have answers already yeah. to most of this stuff. But, but we wanted to see what it I would I wanted to make from. sure I wasn't missing some technical things, right. especially like what is generative AI. And yeah. so that, that definition Joe read was what Bard gave us. And like, like some of this was stuff I hadn't really thought about. So like there's, yeah. it was cool to help us. And so then I said, Hey, can you go through and all the questions you put in that bullet point list? Will you answer them? And it <laughs> did it. And yeah. said, can you make it printable and easy to read? And so I copied it and put it in a doc and, you know, I formatted it a little bit. Yeah. So again, I did some work, right? You know, I had to think through what I wanted to this whole thing to be, but I didn't, I did 10 minutes of work right. versus an hour to prepare for this. Um, and, right. and it's stuff like that that can be very useful, uh, very, very useful. Um, you know, it's a Spider-Man thing. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> right. You know? right. Yep. There you go. Uh, but this was fun. This was, was, again, just something a little different that we wanted to do. Um, we'll be back maybe this week <laughs> with a news roundup. I don't know. Yeah. We're just, we're trying to, we're trying to figure out. We're getting shaken up and yeah. we're shaking it up. Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. But that's it for this one. We appreciate you all tuning in and listening and watching. If you are watching over on YouTube, make sure to give us a thumbs up. Go down there and click subscribe and make sure to click the notification bell so that you get an alert when we make other videos. Maybe maybe kind of like this one. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Maybe Bard's going to write all of our scripts from now on. There you go. All right. 
All right, we'll catch you all in the next one. See you.